Okay, while we do that, and uh, uh, I'm going to ask Ryan, come on up here, okay? Yes. Let's oh, welcome Ryan here this morning. I need, to, I need everybody to stand on your feet right now. We need to give God a standing ovation in the house. Can we give God a standing ovation? And can we just lift up a praise before the King of kings and the Lord of lords today? Father, we worship you. Father, we praise you. Come on, give him a praise like he's done something good for you. Yeah. Give him a praise like he saved you. Come on, somebody, give him a praise like he saved you, like he healed you, like he delivered you, like he set you free. Come on, somebody. Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you in this place today. Come on, somebody, just remain standing because we're going to go right back into a, a little bit of praise in just a second. I love me some praise breaks. I got a little black gospel up inside of me, and I love me some, some praise breaks. But let me just tell you this. How many of you know that you don't have to wait for something to occur good for you to give him praise because he's always good? The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the passion that God had for you that led Jesus to the cross is the same passion that God has for you now. And you might be thinking, watch this, the passion that God had to deliver you, to set you free, to bring breakthrough, and that's why he sent his son, because his son is literally the thing that he sent out of the abundance of his heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus is the word made flesh. So Jesus is literally what God sent out of his abundance of love and passion for you. And I love this because the passion that God had to set you free, to save you, and to deliver you then, that brought Jesus then, is the same passion and the same love that God has for you now to release a breakthrough, to release healing, to release salvation. And watch this, the goodness of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't wait for an event a good event to give God praise. You give God, God, you give God praise because He's good, and you actually have a faith and an expectation that God is going to turn around for your good the mess that you're in. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you something? You need to partner with your breakthrough by giving God praise for the breakthrough. Well, I don't see the breakthrough yet. I don't see God bringing restoration yet. I don't see God doing what he's done. He's already done what it takes. The criteria is fulfilled on the cross for your healing, your breakthrough, and your restoration. Come on, somebody. The criteria for your breakthrough has been fulfilled at the cross over 2,000 years ago. You're not waiting to give God praise because you're waiting for Him to do something. You're giving Him praise now because He's already done something. Come on, somebody. When we go into praise for a couple more seconds, and i got to watch my voice. 
But when we go into praise for a couple more seconds, what I want us to know is that when you partner with your breakthrough, you partner with heaven in praise. Your praise thanks God for what he's done, having this expectation that he has the desire to do again what you've reflected on that has fueled your praise. That's a good word. When you reflect on what God has done, it fuels a praise and an expectation in you that you actually believe that God desires to do again now what he did then. And that passion and that love that he had that sent his son Jesus to set men free is the love and the passion that the Lord has today to bring freedom and to bring breakthrough. Because that love is the same yesterday, today, today, and forever. Your praise, I've never preached this before, your praise partners with your breakthrough. Because your praise thanks God in advance for what he's about to do. Because you know, based off of what he's done, and knowing he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right now in your mess, he's still up to something. I need a little bit more volume so I don't feel like I have to strain my voice. But watch this. I really believe this. Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you what God has done to give you an expectation. Knowing that the desire for, that God has to do it again is what should fuel your praise and expectation. God will reveal to you through Holy Spirit what he did to give you an expectation for what he wants to do. Before David pulled out a stone to bring the giant down, he pulled out two memory stones of what God did with the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. And it fueled his hope and expectation. And he knew the same God that delivered me from those two things is the same God through this stone that's going to bring this giant down in Jesus' name. So that's why your praise and your reflection on who he is partners with breakthrough and what heaven wants to do because you're saying yes and amen to the promise of God for your life and you're saying yes and amen and partnering and thanking him for what he wants to do in your life can I tell you something my wife don't thank me for the laundry I don't pick up Praise is a thank you to God because he's already done and fulfilled the criteria required for your breakthrough. So we're not thanking him for something that we're hoping he's going to do. We're thanking him for something that's already complete and already finished in Jesus' name. So on the count of three, can we just with that revelation partner with heaven, partner with our breakthrough, and thank God for what he's going to do in this place this morning. Come on, give God praise. Yeah. Praise him. Praise him. Ha, ha, ha. God says, when you know my heart, watch this, 
God says, when you know my heart, you'll praise me for the hand that I yet to release. When you give God praise, you should praise him for his heart. Even if you haven't seen his hand stretch out and do something yet. Can I tell you something? Don't allow what's not done yet hinder your praise. You reflect. You pull two memory stones out, man. Two things that is worthy to be praised. And don't allow what hasn't been done yet hinder your praise. Allow what's been done for you fuel your praise in life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because some of us wait for it to be done to give God praise when we need to give God praise in the midst of process knowing that he is the author and the finisher of the thing that is commanding our faith. That's just like a glory stink face, man. Just I don't have a mic to drop or I would drop it. I'll drop the water. No, but watch this. Honestly, seriously, just stay standing for a second because honestly, we're going to do one more wave of praise. I love praise because praise partners with what God wants to do, knowing that the criteria for your breakthrough has already been fulfilled at the cross over 2,000 years ago. So while you're waiting for your breakthrough, while you're waiting for your restoration, while you're waiting for your healing, praise him. Why does the Bible say, wait upon the Lord and he shall renew your strength? That doesn't mean, watch this, oh, you serve your future by giving God praise now. (sighs) While you're waiting, it's not that you wait and do nothing. You wait and serve, but you wait and praise. Because then God renews your hope and expectation. He then stirs joy in you in the midst of that praise. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Praise stirs joy in you. Joy brings strength in you. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Can I tell you something? You renew your strength by giving God praise for the joy that is set within you. And that is Jesus Christ. And your praise, man, it partners with your breakthrough. But your praise, come on somebody, stirs up joy in the inside of you. And your soul that was cast down is lifted up. Now I feel my help. Watch this, guys. Watch. When you watch, when your soul is cast down, you should decide to give him praise. When your soul is cast down, you've got a reason in your heart. I'm gonna rejoice always. And again, I say, I'm gonna rejoice. And like David, I'm gonna encourage my joy. I'm gonna encourage myself in the Lord through praise while I wait for my breakthrough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's that's right there. That's a good one right there. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Just because you haven't seen God do what you've been praying for should not hinder your praise. If anything, it should intensify your praise because you know God's not a liar. And if you've got a promise, hold on to it. And don't be moved by the circumstance. But you stand still because you will see the salvation of your Lord come to pass for you. Because the plans that God has for you is greater than the plans that are trying to come against you to stop the plans of God. (sighs) And I really believe when we give God praise, the presence of God comes in. The Bible says wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And one of the things that I've seen in my spirit today is that when we give God praise, the pressure, the weight of heaven comes and sits amongst us. 
And there is such a pressure to that that any and all things that God did not create is fragile. So when we give God praise, it attracts His presence and that weighty glory comes. And when that glory comes like very fine, delicate glass, that represents the things of the enemy that is in your life currently. When the presence of God comes and He sits amongst you in the midst of your problem, everything that He didn't create is fragile and it breaks in the midst of that weighty glory. It breaks in the midst of the weight of His presence. That's why wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Because what the Spirit of the Lord didn't create and empower cannot withstand or withhold or comprehend or conquer the weight of His presence. The light of His glory that comes when His people trust Him and invite Him in through praise. So when you give God praise, the weightiness of His glory comes and it shatters everything. And watch this. This is a pure definition of breakthrough. We're going to praise you and you can sit down. When the weightiness of God's presence comes, He breaks everything that is fragile because He didn't form it or empower it. (sighs) And then guess what happens? The weightiness of God breaks the thing that was trying to break you. And then guess what? victoriously you just come through God comes he breaks what's not of him he breaks what's fragile because he didn't create it and empower it it's broken and then the spirit of God comes upon you and empowers you to walk through the Red Sea that he just separated and now you come on the other side come on somebody Someone needs to understand that God is parting a Red Sea this morning. That watch this, you are called to the other side, but there's something standing in your way. The weightiness of God's passion and glory and presence is falling, and it is splitting the Red Sea. And God says, you will get to the other side. Oh. I know when the presence of the Lord comes because now my voice ain't squeaky. Come on, somebody. I might be no good at lunch and dinner, but we'll have fun, I promise. But watch this. Some of you have been in this place. You came into this place, and everywhere I go through worship is where I get the heart of God for a place. I only had one person ever turn me away because I didn't give them my three sermons I was going to preach for a weekend because I don't know until I get into worship. And if I do plan and prepare a message, God usually throws it out and says, this is actually what I wanted you to share. And so I'm in worship, and the Lord is just downloading things to me. And what I've seen for this church and for this region, God has filled you with promises. God is giving you prophetic declarations. Get Friday night's message when I talked about being undignified and pursuing the things of God. An undignified zeal, I think, is what we titled, or I didn't, but Manny titled it. Thank you. But watch this. But what i seen in my spirit was you're standing with the sea in front of you, but your purpose is beyond that sea, but the enemy is still approaching. Did you ever take notice that the Israelites had fear and the, the enemy didn't even show up yet? The enemy, like, freaked them out by just creating a dust cloud that was from afar off. I wonder how many of us get so freaked out by a dog that just barks and his bark is worse than his bite. 
I wonder how many of us have purpose, but we get so overwhelmed by the problem, and we get so freaked out, and the enemy doesn't even have the ability to touch you. The enemy doesn't even have the ability to form weapons that are going to prosper. But we get overwhelmed and freaked out, and we overlook the truth of what we're called to and what God has for us because we get overwhelmed. We overlook what God's calling us to because we get overwhelmed by what the enemy's doing against us to try to stop us from getting to what God says is ours. Can I tell you something? When you're pursuing your purpose, the enemy's always going to be behind you trying to stop you so that you're behind the things that God has for you. But then the Israelites go in front of the Red Sea and they want to cross, but they don't know how to cross. And part of them saying we need to cross because of our enemy, but we also need to cross because that's where our purpose is. It's beyond this point. So God gives Moses an instruction, stretch out your rod, the sea splits, they walk on dry ground and reach and fulfill their next destination. And then God overwhelms and consumes the enemy and takes them out by the very thing that he used to get them to the purpose. Can I tell you something? The very purpose that you have and the things that stand in your way from getting to it. God will get out of your way so that you can come through and step into it. And then God's going to use the thing the enemy meant to try to take you out and catch you and destroy you. And he's going to just fold it on the enemy. All things, oh, all things turned around together for the good for those who are in Christ. And what I see is, man, our praise today in just a moment is like that rod being lifted. And the weightiness of God's presence is coming and is splitting. It is removing the very hindrance that he didn't create or empower. He's empowered you to come through by breaking for you what was holding you back from coming through. Your enemy's behind you and always should be behind you. Because the enemy doesn't have the strength or the power to catch up with you unless you stop. Did you hear what I just said? The enemy knows if he can stop you, he can move you. But what does it look like to be a people that aren't stopped? But we only move when God tells us to move. But yet we stand when God tells us to stand, knowing that the enemy doesn't have the power to overtake our purpose. The enemy should always be behind you. And God says that's why you set your hands to the plow and not look back. Why? Because your enemy behind you, the things that the Lord has for you before you. The joy of the Lord is set before you, not behind you. And it is the joy of the Lord, man, that I believe is stirred when we praise the Lord. (sighs) Come on, somebody. And watch, the enemy should never be able to catch up. The only way, he's not empowered or he doesn't have the ability to catch up unless you stop. If the enemy can stop you, he can move you. Ah, But he can't catch up to a moving target. You'll always be a target, but God wants you to be on the move that he can never hit it or touch it or take over it. And what leads you is the joy of the Lord. What leads you is the testimony of Jesus. 
what leads you is the testimony of Jesus that points out to you what you're called to do empowered by the Holy Spirit. And when you realize what you're empowered to do, you won't listen to the voices that say that you can't. The enemy that's trying to take you back doesn't have the ability to unless you stop. Continue to be moving forward. And the only way you continue to be moving forward is if you're led by God. Be led by God and keep the enemy behind you. But what I see in my spirit right now is that when we give God praise, man, any day, not just this morning, but his presence comes and destroys our enemy by removing the thing that has set itself against us from moving forward. He breaks everything that's fragile that he didn't create or empower, and then he empowers us who he has created for his purpose to come through. God breaks, all we have to do is come through. So on the count of three, can we just give God praise in your own way one more time? And just believe God's parting the hindrance and bringing you through. God's breaking what's been holding you back. And today you're coming through. Can we give God praise for that? One, two, three. Praise Him right now. Jesus name in Jesus name you all may be seated that was a long introduction but I'm almost done so you should be excited you might be able to beat people out at a firebird today but anyways watch this because I know that's the pastor's favorite play can I tell you something your praise today applauds what you believe God's going to do tomorrow. Your praise is an expression of being overly confident of what God's done and what he's going to do. Do you hear what I just said? Your praise is being overly confident of what God has done and what God's going to do. Praise applauds what God did, but it also applauds what he's going to do. That's why I believe you honor your future by giving God praise today. Because you're not only honoring what God has done, but you're honoring and you're giving him thanks for what he's setting up and what he's doing. We've got to stop thinking that God is the one that's against us. God is for us, and if he be for us, who can be against us? And there is people that I believe in the midst of trials because I've been there myself. And if you're, if, if you're humble, you'll, you'll agree that there's times where we question if God's for us or not because of what we're going through. But it's really God for us that's bringing us through. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, somebody. It's actually the passion of God and the love of God that's set up in our hearts and minds that, that lead us. By faith, that, that stirs us and 
shows us that there's things that he has planned for us that will prosper if we don't lose sight of what he's promised us and we stand and move when he tells us to by faith. And watch, praise him today for what you're believing him to do tomorrow. Thank him for what he's accomplished, man. He accomplished all that you would, watch, he met all of the criteria on the cross And he alone on the cross took care of everything so that no matter what you face beyond the cross, you're promised victory because of the cross. I love this because Jesus says, listen, he tells his disciples, listen, you're going to have tribulations. (laughs) In this life, you'll have tribulations, but don't lose heart. I have already overcome the world. Later on, it says... As he is, so are we on this earth. What are you trying to get to? Everything that you're about ready to face or what you are facing has already been faced and conquered through Christ. And Christ gives you security that you're going to be an overcomer and more than an overcomer because he already has overcome what you're battling with right now. So you thank God for victory even though you don't see it because, watch, you might not see it but yet you believe it. Because on the cross, Christ fulfilled all to conquer all that was against you to break off of you what was holding you back from becoming more than a conqueror. So that in you, the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in you so that you can overcome those things and then become the things that you see in him. Christ reveals to you what he's conquered. He then splits the Red Sea so that you can come through and be more than a conqueror. And now step in the other side, step into on dry ground what it means to now become because you've already conquered. I go to prepare a place for you. It's like him splitting the Red Sea. And he has overcome your enemy that you're facing on side A. He splits the sea so that you can walk through, come to the other side, which means you've already conquered what's been holding you back from him, and now you're stepping into the things of him. And your stewardship is far beyond the finances God gives you. Your, your stewardship, your worship is walking out in your life what he's given you called identity. Jesus conquered everything that wasn't meant for you so that you could become everything that God intended you to be. When you get this kind of revelation, you realize it's so much more than just praying a prayer and getting to heaven. It's knowing you pray a prayer and heaven comes to invade you, to unlock you and to free you, to break off of you all hindrance for you now to step into the things of God, restrained by God, but yet free in God. How can you be restrained and free at the same time? You're restrained because God overtakes you, consumes you, and adores his bride with the things that he intends and desires and takes delight in. And then he gives you the freedom. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. He gives you the permission. He gives you the freedom to walk in what he put in you 
Because what he put in you, he wants it to be on you. You have the ability to bear fruit. And Jesus says, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Watch this. The fruit of the Spirit is the personality and the character of God. So when God comes to live inside of you, he wants to change things in you, but then he wants it to be put on display through you, which means you become what you see, you become what he's done in you, you become what he's done in you, and that becomes your nature, that becomes your personality, that becomes your life, the nature, the personality of God. That's why Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of God as dear children. That's why obedience takes for me on a whole new definition. It's not listening to these commands and saying, oh, I better be faithful or I won't be blessed or I, bet, I, won't, I better listen to this or God won't be happy with me. No, obedience is my response to what makes God happy. Ooh. Your obedience is your faithfulness to what God makes happy or what makes God happy. God brought you back to what he applauded when he redeemed you. He brought you back to original value. Original value means he brings, brought you back to what he applauds. Through Christ, now you can overcome what's holding you back from becoming. One of the things the enemy wants to do is set up imaginations in you that you still, through religious activity, have to pierce a veil that doesn't even exist. Oh. You think your breakthrough is convincing God. Your breakthrough is when God actually convinces you that this is who you are in Him. Woo! One of the things God wants to break you free of today and wants to tear down is the imaginations that have led you to believe that you have to pierce an imaginary veil. When watch, and we're going to read it in just a second, but in Matthew 27 verse 50, Jesus yields up his spirit and the first thing that's taking place after the earth shakes is he tears the veil. That's breakthrough. So that you can now have access to all the things of God. Where you don't just admire what he's put in you. You admire it and you honor it and steward it by putting it on in your daily routine in life. Where you're no longer living for yourself but you're living for the things he's put in you. That he's given you freedom and permission to do in the first place. Freedom that God gives you. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. We sung that. That's one of the themes I believe God was ringing out on this place is freedom. Freedom isn't just being set free from something. Breakthrough isn't just about coming through something. It's about going to something. It's about having the freedom to become something. It's about the freedom to partake in something. Stop just praying prayers to get free of what is not God. Thank God that he's also given you freedom to become like him. Jesus even says, this is what worship is. Worship is worship me in spirit and in truth. Why? Because God is a spirit. Can I tell you something? Our worship is far more than what we offer to God on a Sunday. 
our worship is our heart and our mind and our lives desire for him. Our worship is we've counted the cost and those things that have held us back from him are not worth it. And we pick up our cross because we desire him. I love this. Jesus says, if you desire to come after me. I don't, watch, I don't come after him to be entertained. I come after him and he enters me into what he paid a price for by removing the veil so that I can step in because he's already overtaken the hindrance that has been holding me back from him. Breakthrough is when you start realizing the veil is removed and you replace the veil with the door. Now all you have to do is knock and he'll open the door and you can step in. You know what's really cool? Let me just, because wait, watch. Let me get back to the worship thing. Worship is what you do with your heart on Tuesday, not what you do on Sunday. Because we have a lot of people that pour their love out on God on Sunday. You are good. You are good. And we'll sing, God, you are a good, good father. I'm loved by, that's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. And then on Tuesday, not, 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 a storm comes. And an imagination comes, a distraction comes, and worship is sticking to what God says. Worship is fighting the good fight of faith, which means you are, watch, you are standing in faith for what God says is yours and who God is in the midst of a storm that's trying to make you question God. I said this last night, but I got to say this right now real quick. Fighting the, watch, we are fighting the devil wrong in the church. We're paying more attention to him and forgetting God when we need to pay more attention to God and resist the devil. The greatest way to fight the devil is to ignore the devil. Watch this. A trial and a tribulation that he throws at you is actually just a manifestation in your life and it's the byproduct of the devil throwing a fit. Your trial is just the devil throwing a fit and trying to stop you from what God has for you. And he don't think it's fair. And it's not. It's favor. And he hates the favor too. And he says, there's no way I want you to access access this. So he throws a fit to try to get you to throw a fit. But the best way to resist the devil is to ignore the devil. How can you ignore the devil being fully entertained by who God is and lifting him up in your perspective through the word, through prayer, and through praise? My wife gets, I get mad when my wife ignores me. And then I just try to get her attention that much more. Can I tell you something? The devil is just mad and he's trying to get your attention. But eventually he's going to give up if you don't give him your attention. The size of your enemy is hinged on the, your, the size of your allowance. Watch this. The size of your enemy is hinged on the size of your allowance. He only becomes mobile if you give him the power. Why do you think the enemy's trying to get on the throne of your heart and mind? Because he knows as a man thinks, so is he. And out of the abundance of the mar- mouth, the heart speaks. So he knows that if he, he doesn't have the ability to create anything, but if he can deceive the one who does, then he can indirectly, watch, manifest and create his plans through you. Because of your fear and your lending of fear too. 
Fear empowers the enemy just like faith empowers the things of God. And Christ put to death the works of the enemy on the cross, and we continue to resurrect them in fear. But the greatest way to silence fear is just to fall in love. It's just to be overwhelmed by the revelation of his love and fighting the good fight of faith then is ignoring the things that is trying to make you doubt that love. Where you just stand in a place of awe, God, you love me, and your plans that you have for me are yes and amen, and they shall come to pass. And I'm going to stand and believe, and I'm going to move and believe, and I'm going to have my being in you, and my rest is in you, God. My mind, my rest is in the refuge of God. And the refuge of God is the revelation of God. The refuge of God is not for cowards. Did you hear me? He is my refuge and my fortress and my very present help in time of trouble. And I'm in trouble. And we go and we hide. Refuge isn't a place to hide. As much as it is a security. It's courage. It's boldness. God, my mind is in you. My heart is in you. My life is in you. And even though there is great chaos around me, I'm at rest. I am so overwhelmed by you, there's no room to be overwhelmed by the enemy. I'm going to be moving on here, but watch. Christ paid an amazing price to get things in you and to get them through you. Knowing what God has done for you is not enough. Actually believing it and surrendering to it and letting him do it in you is what matters. All he's waiting for is an invite. God, I know the plans that you have for me, and I say, according to your word, let it be so. And now you create a space for God to move in and to do his work. Yes, he's in you, but are you letting him work in you? Just because he is in you doesn't mean he's working in you. You have to allow him. And his word points to what he's done for you, but he wants, it to, make, he wants to make it a reality in you, in your mind and heart, to where your perspective catches up with what you've inherited when you gave your life to Jesus. To where now you actually believe it in refuge, and a fortress is not for a coward, but it's for the courageous. It's actually, watch, the refuge and fortress and the strength that God is for me is actually what produces courage in me. Now, of course, if I'm weak and I'm afraid, I run to him and he comforts me, but he also challenges me and says, boy, why are you afraid? But then he's going to stir something up on the inside of me and say, okay, boy, this is who I am, this is who you are, and this is what you're called to. I understand you're in front of the sea, and it doesn't look like it's going to part, but don't you believe I have the power to part it? Yes, God, so stretch forth your rod. Okay, God, and I pull forth my rod, and I stretch it out, and now he does the rest. But rest is not when something is complete, so to speak, when it's done in the external. Rest is when you realize the revel- and believe the revelation that it's complete, where it secures you in that refuge, in that fortress, that no matter what's happening around you, you're founded on the rock and you will not be moved. Oh, that's a refuge. That's a fortress. That's my very present help in the time of trouble. Yes, he'll comfort the hurting, the scared, 
with his love, but his love will challenge us and say there's nothing to be afraid of. The refuge and the fortress of God does not create cowards. It actually creates courageous people that stand in the midst of adversity and say, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. And the devil's going to try to do everything that he possibly can to try to distract you. But the greatest way you fight the enemy is to hear God, be overwhelmed by God where there's no room for the enemy, and you're led by God and moved by God and not stopped by the enemy. Well, there's things that come absolutely, but just like Jesus removed the veil so we could step in and God could step out, that's a different message for a different day. God, today, I believe in the supernatural. When we pray for you in just a moment, God wants you to get a revelation of that, and he wants to remove out of it your way the very thing that's holding you back from walking his way. But let me go back to what pure worship is. Worship is the life that you live for the heart of God. It's not just singing about the heart of God. It's allowing what he's given you to be done in you. Okay? Yes, you're complete in him, but you need to realize that in your mind and heart, and that's the work that I'm talking about that needs to take place is your heart and mind to where you actually believe it. It was when Mary believed in impossibility that it then fueled her surrender so that God could do the impossible in her. God says, I've done it and I want to do it, but I just got to get you to believe it. And that's when signs, miracles, and wonders follow. When God actually has convinced you and you have broke through that mindset that says that you can't, you broke through that mindset and now you believe you can. Breakthrough is when you actually believe you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And the greatest breakthrough that God wants to take place is in your mind and heart. Because your heart will take you places your mind can't. But the enemy rages a war in your mind because the enemy is trying to stop your heart. That's impossible. You really think you can quit that? Do you really believe you can be healed from that? And he just starts chattering. And God, in your mind... Your heart says, I want it. Your heart says, I want to possess it. Your heart says, I want to go after it. Your heart looks like the heart of God, but now your mind isn't renewed. It's listening to the filth of the enemy. And the greatest thing you can do to conquer the enemy is ignore him, but now you start listening to him. You're like, oh, that actually makes sense. And now your heart is hindered because of your mind. And the greatest place that God wants to bring breakthrough to is your heart breaking out and leading you to where your heart wants to go by freeing your mind. Because your heart will take you where your mind can't, but your mind does have the ability to try to stop you from where your heart wants to go. So guess what veil God wants to pierce and do a work? Your mind. Your heart. He wants to circumcise our heart and mind and bring breakthrough, man. To where you get so overwhelmed with the plans that he has for you that you're not concerned that the weapons of our, that that the enemies forming will prosper. You're not even concerned about that because you see what God has for you. And you start moving forward and the enemy doesn't have the ability to play catch up. (sighs) Watch this. In Christ we find what grace wants us to see, but also in Christ we discover what grace has set us free from 
and what grace has given us the freedom to do. The Christ of the watch, the life of Christ was not meant for you to covet. Even though you should long for it. Why would God make you covet the life of Christ when he was giving you the life of Christ? In the life of Christ, he put on display what God desires for you. He, because God refused for it to be invisible, he wanted to make it visible, and he did so through Christ. So grace gives you the ability to see it. Grace gives you the permission to, op, uh, to pursue it, gives you the permission to f- pursue it, and then the Holy Spirit empowers you to do it. True worship is being empowered by the Spirit. True worship is being empowered by the Spirit and being obedient to truth. And you can't be obedient to truth without Holy Spirit. Christ did nothing that he did without the empowerment of Holy Spirit. James 1.23, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. God empowers the doer. The one who craves and desires to do. Holy Spirit empowers us when we see Christ, the word made flesh, and we have a desire for it. Grace gives us that desire. Psalms 37 verse 4. I think it is. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Holy Spirit will give you the desire, but then will empower you to pursue and to become that desire. There's a lot of people that have the revelation of who they are, but they haven't found their function in who they are because of who they are. They get satisfied with who they are and their mind gets in the way and their heart can never lead them. And the place that I believe God wants to bring breakthrough is in our mind. Remember how I preached earlier and we were all excited. Like God's removing the thing that's holding us back from the thing he's called us to. And we're like, yay. But guess what the thing that he wants to remove? Your mind. And give you the mind of Christ. So that you can let your heart lead you. Because your heart's led by him and his heart for you. Where your treasure is, there's your heart. Can I tell you something? Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I want my desires to be formed by his heart. In Christ, it's, his life is not for us to covet. If anything, God reveals to us what we have in covenant. But what happens is sometimes it becomes so big, our mind gets in the way of our heart. There's no way. That's impossible. But it's when you surrender like Mary that God is able to do the impossible in you and through you. According to your word, Lord, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I trust it. According to your word, let it be so. And guess what? He does it in you so he can do it through you. Breakthrough. The life of Christ is heaven's invite to come. Remember when Peter seen Jesus, he's like, I like me. I like that. I like that a lot. Jesus, if that's you, bid me come. Come. Jesus as heaven's come, saying, come to me and be empowered by me to move in the things like me. If you have your Bibles, real quick, turn with me to Matthew chapter 27. Oh, this is going to be good. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. And it says this. 
And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold the veil. The veil that has covered your heart. For your heart to be circumcised, your mind has to get out of the way. He yields and then behold the veil was ripped in two. It's when you surrender that God is able to do for you what you couldn't do for yourself. But then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into this holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who uh, were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly this was the Son of God. The fear of the Lord is always brought when you get a a revelation of Jesus. They received the revelation of the Lord, I'm sorry, revelation of Jesus, through the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord was a reverence and an awe of what he did in that moment. Fear of the Lord is a revelation of Jesus that you have a reverence for and you're in awe of. And if you actually believe it, then your heart receives it. And then out of the abundance of your heart, your whole being has its being. This is good. But don't you love the thing that was in the way of people stepping in and the thing that was in the way of stepping Jesus stepping out? was broken that day. I hear the first thing I want to say real quick, the thing that is in your way of stepping in and allowing God to step out is being removed today. Whatever you, it's been removed, but your mind and your heart's going to get it today, if that makes sense. And there's going to be a breakthrough moment in your mind and your heart to receive what he's already given you. Because the veil is torn And a lot of times when a person finds their purpose, they get religious. And they try to pierce an imaginary veil. When it's actually revelation knocking at the door of your heart, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. And if you open, I'll come in. (sighs) If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me real quick to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. There's a reason why God has me talking so much about brokenness and being a breakthrough. But I'm sorry, Mark chapter 14. Mark 14, I want you to look at verse 3. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil, of spikenard. This is my second point, real quick. Then she broke it, or broke the flask, and poured it on his head. Let me read that one more time. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask, of very costly oil, of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. If you look at that word broke or other translations will say break, 
That word break there means to tear one's body or to shatter one's strength. One of the things I believe God wants to shatter today is your willpower to rebel. Breakthrough. Who's ready for breakthrough? Someone's raising their husband's arm right now. Not just. <laughs> but one definition in the Greek of break or broke is to tear one's body. We read that and we make it all about the oil. When I wonder what is costly in our flesh that we hinder our spirit. God, I know you did this for me, but I just don't know if I want you to do it in me. I'm a builder. Why do you think I was preaching on this earlier? Because I'm getting to this point and I know where God was going. It is going to make you mad and happy at the same time. <laughs> You're like, I really like this guy. Now I don't know so much. <laughs> Breakthrough, yeah. This Red Sea, yeah. Going possessing my future, yeah. My body, my strength being broken. Can I tell you something? Her ability to be strong on her own was broken at that moment. Because of her passion and her desire to accept and receive through surrender the strength of the Lord. I believe one of the things that God wants to have breakthrough in today is your mind. Because remember how I said the veil is anything that represents anything that's holding you from stepping in and him stepping out. I wonder how much God wants us to step into that we're hindering ourselves because of our thoughts. But I also wonder how many things that we're hindering God from stepping out because we put up a veil of our thought in our thoughts. The imaginations have pulled up a veil and it has hindered God and it's hindered our heart and being led by God. And I believe God wants to tear that veil down today. But I also believe she broke the box. The tear, it means to tear one's body or to shatter one's strength. Your strength to rebel and to turn against the plans and the things that God has for you, I pray are broken today. That the will of your flesh is shattered. That the will of your flesh is torn. That the will of your flesh, flesh and its strength is pulled down so that the Spirit can lead you beyond the borders and beyond the limitations that your flesh set up. I want breakthrough. Can I tell you something? I'm going to say this because it's just going to be good. You are sometimes the main contributor to the delay of your breakthrough. We pray, Jesus, if that's you, bid me come. He's given us the word. Hey, come. I've put it. I, I have it for you. But I just don't know. I don't know if you want. I don't know if like I want you to do it in me. But we pray, God, come. Give me come. And then we receive what we pray for. And we go into our shell of insecurity. We run to where the coward hangs out. And God says, if you're coming to my, my shelter, my refuge, I will, I will love on you. I will comfort you. But I'm also going to challenge you to rise up and be courageous. But you don't understand the enemy that's out there, God. 
ignore him and listen to me. It's time that we ignore what the enemy's been saying that's trying to talk us out from what God has already said and established. But real quick, the thing that I've seen, and I'm done, is God ripping the veil of, and breaking you free of, of, of your own strength. Crazy things are achieved after something is broken. And I believe the thing that God wants to do is break you of your own strength to where you have to fully submit and trust his strength to accomplish something in your life. I believe God today wants to break the thoughts that you have that you can't do what he's calling you to. If you continue to see yourself singular and not plural, meaning God, you will be broken by the pressure of a thing. But if you see yourself in God, empowered by God, you're going to have a faith and an expectation that you're going to do what you couldn't do apart from God. God wants to break you free of your mind today and your ability to rebel. And the reason we sometimes rebel is because our mind gets in the way and imagination sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we literally believe that we in our own strength cannot do this. And you're right, you can't. Why are you playing off of your inability, obsessing over your inability? Why don't you seek Him and respond to His ability? You're not supposed to respond within your own strength. You respond to the plans of God with the strength of, strength of Holy Spirit. God wouldn't give you a grace and a permission if he hasn't given you empowerment. To step into what grace says you have a permission to step into. Do you get what I'm saying? And today I believe God wants to break you free of the strength to rebel. To where you are no longer in your mind obsessing over your inability. But your mind is overwhelmed with the ability of God. The strength of God. The strength of Holy Spirit. Where now you let your heart lead you where your mind can't go. Because God's got some really cool things for this church. He's got some really cool things for you in this church today. But can I tell you something? Too many of you are procrastinating because you are in a cell called procrastination, a jail cell. And the reason you're in a jail cell called procrastination is because you are overwhelmed with hesitation. And the reason you have hesitation is because of fear. Do you know what the Lord spoke to me a couple months ago? He said, Ryan, he says, procrastination is the jail cell. Hesitation is the door to that jail cell, and fear is the jailer holding the key. I prophesied some crazy things over your church, but can I tell you something? One of the things I believe that you need to break free from as a leadership and as a church, procrastination, hesitation, and fear. I'm just going to tell you what I feel. God is relocating this place. He's going to grow this place, but he won't until you stop delaying breakthrough by allowing yourself to break free of the thoughts that are holding you back from God. 
you won't reach those things until you allow God to break you of your own strength. To where you yearn and crave and desire for the strength of the Lord. Where you say, God, take me beyond the borders I've set for myself. Take me beyond the limitations that I've set for myself. No longer will I allow my mind to be the veil that holds me back from stepping in or you stepping out. The veil that's in your mind, the imagination that's making you feel like it's okay to give up. No, 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 no. When you're at the moment of giving up, you are just right on the brink of breakthrough, baby. And God wants to break your mind because He's giving you His strength to go beyond your thinking. God's too big, He can't fit in your brain, but He can fill your heart. And I believe there's places that your heart wants to go, but your mind won't let you. And I believe the breakthrough that God wants to release over you today is in your mind. How many of you have ever had a pain or something? You go to your wife or your husband or your mama or your daddy and they're like, it's just in your head. It's just in your head. Can I tell you something? The symptoms that you're experiencing, it's just in your head. It looks like it's reality. It's fear, baby. And I'll get Christianese right now. It's false evidence appearing real. It's imaginations that are trying to make you doubt the knowledge of God. But God today wants to break your mind free of what's holding your heart back from pursuing what God says that he's giving you the freedom to pursue. The mind that's getting in the way that you realize what he has for you, but you're not surrendering so he can do it in you. The evidence that you actually know and let him do in you what he has for you is you'll bear fruit. Because when you allow God to do it in you, there's repentance and bear fruit worthy of repentance. Repentance is changing the way you think. So the thing that I see today is God is changing our minds, man. God's like, I want to change your mind today. And if anything... And you can tell your friends that are skeptics of the church that this minister said this. God does want to brainwash you. God wants to brainwash you. What are you talking about? My brain needs a good cleaning every once in a while. You know what it needs a good cleaning of? My own strength, my own obsession of inability, my fears. God just wants to wash my brain free so I can let my heart do what it wants to do. The only person that needs to give freedom for your purpose is you. The only one that needs to give permission to your purpose is you. You need to give yourself permission to pursue heaven's permission, which is your purpose. And sometimes our mind gets in the way. Amazing things are achieved when things are broken. And the thing that God wants to break in your mind is is those thoughts that are holding you back so that you can come through. So that you can step in and he can step out in your life. One of the things that I hear prophetically, and I'm done preaching on this, but the thing that I heard prophetically is a lot of you have been experiencing pressure. Some of you have been experiencing a stretching. And like I said, Friday, to expand you, God needs to stretch you. But that doesn't mean that God puts on you what he didn't create. Why would God put on you 
what he paid a price to deliver you from. But God will challenge our mind so he can lead our heart. God's like, if I can reach your heart, I can get to your mind. And too many of us have put up this barrier, this this veil. And it's not even about us piercing this imaginary veil. It's actually, God, I put this veil up. Try to pierce it. I just don't think I'm ready for that right now. God wants to break that man. And just like this alabaster box, God wants to break you. So the treasure that he's put on you, you can bear in fruit through you. The way you bear fruit is you lead, you're led by the work of the Holy Spirit in you. But our mind gets in the way. I want to be led by the Spirit, Lord. I want to be led by the Spirit. And then the Spirit tells us what to do. We're like, oh, no way, Jack. And our mind holds us back from where our heart wants to leave. One of the things that I experienced, that I felt for this church is you're in a breaking period right now. That's why I had to talk on breakthrough. If you look throughout the scriptures, there's multiple different expressions of how God breaks things and marvelous things take place after something is broken. Yes, he heals the brokenhearted, but God wants to break our heart for what breaks his as well. And when he breaks his, our heart for what breaks his in a good way, I'm not talking about a horrific thing. I'm talking about him breaking your heart to do a terrific thing. When he breaks your heart for what breaks his with passion, then you free yourself of your mind and you let your heart be led by the Spirit. And now you partner with God and you start stepping into the things that Jesus went and prepared for you. There is things that are in you that need to be, but, but before they come out, something needs to be broken. One of the things the Lord spoke to me about is there's more than one statement, but there's two that I look at, more than two, but there's two that I look at that has been spoken over prophetic circles and charismatic circles forever. And that is you're in a place of conception and you're at a place of birth. How many of you have heard that prophetic word? God's conceiving something in you. Or you hear the message, man, this is a year God's going to birth something out of you. Can I tell you something? The greatest things that God will ever ever birth birth, starts when you first are broken. And I don't want to preach and prophesy over this church right now at this moment. This is prophecy. That you are in a place of conception, even though I believe some of you are. I don't want to say or prophesy that you're in a place of birthing because you're not yet. Do you know where I believe you are? God's breaking your water. God is crushing and breaking those membranes that are holding that baby in. God's inducing labor because some of you have been carrying your baby for way too long and your mind has gotten itself in the way. Do you know they'll induce labor for the health of the mother and child and for the growth of the child. We hold on to this and God says, I've developed it enough in you. I need to get it through you. So may I break your heart for what breaks mine. And will you break through out of the wrong thinking so you can step into the thoughts that I have for you.
this church is in a place where God is inducing labor and God is breaking your water. Not a hard thing. Don't think God's going to put something bad on you. He can't give you bad because he's only good. What I'm talking about is God is wanting the weight of his glory to come. And he's going to shatter those things that are weak and fragile that he didn't create or empower. He's breaking those things so that you can come through. But he's breaking you so the things that he put in you can come through. The oil couldn't come out till the box was broken. In Judges 7, they break the pots to freak the enemy out. But they break pots so that the light can shine. Jesus, before he gave, and this is for this church, before he gave the bread to his disciples to distribute to the 5,000 plus, he blessed it and he broke it. God says, I've blessed this church. I've blessed these, I've blessed you people. You're already blessed because you receive Christ. But God says, now I just want to break you. And we look at break as a bad thing. I want to redeem that thought at this moment. I'm not talking about God like you're horrible and breaking. I'm taking you out. God says, but I do want to break you and take things. God wants to break you free of you. Because you sometimes hold yourself back from him. And a lot of times we pray for what he's doing and then we're like, okay, too much. And God wants to break you free of you. It means to break. When she broke that box, she was it was a resemblance of God breaking selfish strength. So where in humility we receive the strength of the Lord, empowered by Him now to do what we thought we couldn't do because we were obsessing over our inability. And the thing that I've seen in my spirit, and this is for the leaders right down to those who just call this place your home. God is breaking you. In a good way. Don't leave here thinking, well, I don't believe God breaks people. Can I tell you something? God wants to break your flesh so that you can be led by your spirit. Which is really his spirit. The things that are holding you back, like your flesh is okay with you knowing what God's done for you. Your flesh gets uncomfortable when you allow him to do it in you. God breaking your heart for what breaks his is him revealing to you, Ryan, this isn't just what I did for you. (laughs) This is what I want to do in you, and I want you now to pick this up and do it for me in worship. Steward this, Ryan. Hear me. (laughs) We are obsessing over what he's done for us, and we should. But man, what does he want to do in us now? of what he did for us and our mind needs to get out of the way so our spirit can be our, our spirit can be and our heart can be led by God where your treasure is there's your heart is where do you treasure today and if it's not God he wants to break that so you can pursue the things that God has for you and what he wants to do in you <laughs> going to look at breakthrough and breaking in a totally different way I'm sure and hopefully not accuse me of it but I just I just God's like I want to do this for harvest renewal but stop obsessing over your lack of strength and start getting excited about my strength why are we looking at our lack of resources when God owns it all That's why I say praise 
celebrate what God's done, but it, celebrate what's, what's, it celebrates what He's going to do. You, some of you right now, you've prayed all you need to pray, now praise. But God wants to bring breakthrough today. Physically, whatever is going on in your body, Christ paid the price to break that off of you so you can step into conquering sickness and stepping into health and divine health. If you're here to, and it's spiritual, Christ paid a price so that you could be broken free from that spiritual thing and step into the supernatural thing. Maybe it's a mind thing. I, I don't know, but I just believe God wants to bring breakthrough definitely to the mind that's holding you back from being led by your heart. And your heart's just led, being led by God's heart. So if you're here today and you're saying, you know what? Yeah. I want to receive from God so much that like when the disciples received fish from God, their nets were about to break. I want to just be so full of Him, I break, that I break so He can shine. I want to be that pot in Judges 7 that He breaks me of me, sets me free from me so that the light that I hid in me because of me can shine. I want God to break me of me so that the oil, the treasures that he's hidden in me can be exposed. God, break me free of me. Break me free of me so I can live for you. So I just want you to think for a minute, what is a fault? What is a physical element, a spiritual element? What is going on that is your veil right now? want to have faith to overcome it today and you want to see yourself break free of that fear break free of that hesitation break free of that procrastination and actually step up and step in and let God step up and step out in your life be honest with me man because God is breaking water the water has to be broken the main main, uh, uh, whatever something needs to be broken so the baby can come what's that? placenta there you go can I tell you something can I tell you something God is breaking placentas and water and just us God wants to break it so the baby can come thanks Jim placenta (laughs) whatever I'm sorry he wants to break it all you know I feel like there's things in you that God wants to break the thing that's holding back that thing from coming forth. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, God wants to break me of me. So with the him that he's filled me up with can come out. That what he's put in me can be done in me but be done through me so I bear the fruit as if I actually have surrendered to the work of the Holy Spirit in me to where now it shines through me and I'm bearing fruit. Break me of me, God, so that can happen. If you're here today, you're saying, you know what, yeah, yeah, I need to be broken of me, so to speak. The flesh, can I say, tell you something? Galatians 5 talks about the, the works of the flesh. God wants to break the works of the flesh 
so that you can be led by the Spirit. So if you're here and you're like, man, I need that, I need a physical element I need that breakthrough in. Spiritual element I need breakthrough in. Or maybe you're saying, my mind is getting in the way of my heart and I need breakthrough thinking. If anything, God's breaking some things so that the baby can come out. My, my man who plays the bass like a boss piano and other things, your baby, man, is going to be a world changer, buddy. It's changed your world. And that's just the confirmation of how he or she is going to change the world. It's a boy, right? Girl. It's a girl. Girl, girl, girl. I remember that. A girl. She is going to break the world. She's going to break the world, man. She's going to change the world. But how many of you know there's going to be a day that contractions come and she's like, oh God, you know what I mean? And the water's going to break and according to Chip, the placenta's going to break, you know? It's just, things are going to break for the baby to come. Can I tell you something? Amazing things are achieved when something is broken. You don't build a house till you break the ground. You don't build a church until you break ground. Can I tell you something? The reason you've been experiencing pressure is because the pressure of God's presence is breaking the things that are fragile, that he didn't create or empower. He's empowering you to step into your purpose. But the thing he wants to break is your mind that's holding you back from your heart. He wants to break your flesh off of you so you can be led by your spirit. So that that baby, the water's broken, that baby can come. But I do prophesy and declare over this church that your labor is being induced. The water is being broken. And guess what comes next? uh, Contractions. But that means building. And that means baby being birthed. We break down and tear down hesitation and fear and procrastination. And we give this church permission to rise and shine. We give this church permission to rise and shine. The veil of financial the veil of financial is being broken today some of you are in here and you want to do what God's called you to do but you don't have the finance God is breaking free breaking your finances free some of you the water that needs to break the thing that's holding your baby back is yourself God's breaking you of you so that you can be filled with him if you're here today saying there's some stuff in me that I've been holding back because of my mind and I'm not allowing my heart to lead me because I'm trusting the thoughts that are against God than I am the heart of God you're holding yourself back and you're like I want to be free of me so I can do the things of him maybe it is the financial that needs a breakthrough maybe it is the physical that needs a breakthrough if you just need breakthrough and you're believing for a breaking so that God can do a shaking and God can do a good thing. I want you to shut, stand up right now. Don't do this out of emotion. Do this out of a plea. Do this out of a desire. Oh, yeah. If any of this made sense and you're like, you know, yeah, that, that made sense. Uh, God wants to break us of our own strength that's holding us back from him. And the strength of the Lord is going to empower you to do the things of Him. God is breaking the willpower to rebel today. And He's empowering surrender. So that the strength of the Lord can do in you and through you what you couldn't do apart from Him. So with you 
you stand and get up here right now. Get up here right now. Because this, I believe, is a representation of you coming out of the womb and stepping into the world. Your dream is stepping out into the world today. Your purpose is stepping out today. Your calling is stepping out today. You stepping out and stepping up here. Holy smokes, there's a lot of people that want this. Yay, God. Oh, my gosh. can fit. Just get up here as best as you can. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put one hand on your head and one hand on your heart. You're going to become my ministry team. And I want you to say this as a church and as an individual. I want you to say, God, break me of me so that you can shine forth God break me of my own strength that has been set against your will break me of rebellion break my willpower to rebel break my willpower to rebel break my strength that I've been operating in that's been holding me back from you. And today, I put my faith in the Spirit. I put my faith in you, God, to empower me to do what weakness said I couldn't do. Today, I allow you to break my water, to break my willpower, to break my flesh so what you've conceived in me can come out and so I can come in in Jesus name Amen Woo! I never know where God's going with a message but this is just fun Because God says, if I can get you to break free from you, if I can get you to break up with the obsession of your inability, where you obsess over my ability, you're going to do greater things. You're going to just do greater things. Anyone that's up here that needs healing, lift your hands right now. Because maybe it's a physical thing that's going on. Keep your hand up. What I want us to do, I'm, I'm about the body, praying for the body a lot. So if you are close to someone that has their hand up, put your hand on them right now. If you're, Keep your hand up so people can see you. Let's get the body minister into the body. Because God said at the beginning of this weekend, he was releasing his breath. He was releasing his breaker's anointing, a breaker anointing. So, Father, I pray right now, guys, what I want you to do, don't counsel the demon, command the demon of sickness to leave. 
command sickness to leave. Prophesy, declare healing. Father, I pray for healing right now. I join with the body, praying for the body in agreement for you to heal and for you to restore and for you to deliver them, God, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, healing, restoration, breakthrough right now. Pain, I command you to leave. Depression, I command you to leave. Backs, I command you to be healed. Spines are being healed right now. Throats, voices being healed right now. Eyes being healed right now in Jesus' name. Fire of God comes. Those who are getting prayer, you might start sensing a warmness in your body. Ah, just receive that fire. Because the fire is refining. The fire is refining. The fire is refining. Fire is refining. The fire is refining. The fire is refining. God, we pray for healing right now. Healing right now in Jesus' name. Now, this is what I want you to do. If you have the ability to check it out, check it out. Let me know if with a wave offering if you're feeling a difference in your body. Check it out. If you're feeling a difference in your body, just wave your hand up right now. I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Whoa, come on, check it out. Wave your hand around like you do care. (laughs) Oh, there's hands everywhere coming. All right, awesome. Let's pray again one more time. Ready? Father, I thank you for continuing the healing in them, but for healing and restoration and breakthrough to this body right now in Jesus' name. Breakthrough, Lord. Breakthrough, breakthrough. Oh, breakthrough, Lord, right now in their bodies. Jesus' name, we receive the healing. Those getting prayer, just say, I receive it. I believe it and I receive it. I believe it and I receive it. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Wow, there's someone in here. You've been trying to get pregnant for several years now and it's not happened. Who is that? Yeah, one, two, two. Any more? Been trying to get pregnant for. All right, lift your hands up. Body of Christ, let's pray. Father, I pray right now for breakthrough. God says, breakthrough. Whatever's holding you back from your dream, He's breaking it so you can come through. This is for everybody. Father, right now, healing, healing, healing. Healing, 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 healing in Jesus' name. Wounds, I I command you to come to life. I don't know if you've been trying for three years, three weeks, three months, but I believe the Lord says this church as a whole is about ready to experience some crazy miracles in the next three months. But I really believe for you too. Tell your husbands to get ready. I, I feel something significant with the number three. Not triplets, praise God, but three months from now, something is going to break. You're going to conceive what you desire. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We pray for those wounds to receive the word of the Lord. God, pregnate them. World changers coming in their womb. In Jesus' name. Who's up here because you say, you know what, Ryan? 
I am that one that has allowed my mind to be the veil that's holding my heart back. And I want my mind to just get out of the way so my heart can lead me beyond the borders and the limitations I've set for myself. Lift up your hands. Pretty much everybody, okay. There's something the Judges 7 for you in this moment. This is prophecy. Judges 7, they break the pot so the light can shine. God has put the treasure in you. And he wants to break your willpower to rebel. Like those pots, he wants to break your willpower, your rebellion, and your strength to resist. God wants to break your strength to resist. Now that's why God showed me the breaking, the breaking of the alabaster box. But show of hands, you just need that breaking to take place. The strength that has been fueling your rebellion, you want broken. Just lift your hands, man. There's something the Judges 7 for you in this moment. There's something about Judges 7 for you. God is breaking you the pot so the light of him can shine. Break the pots, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Break the pots, break the pots, break the pots. Break their water, God. Break their willpower to rebel. Break their strength to resist you. You are irresistible, God, and may they experience you. The irresistible sides of you, Lord, may they experience. Break them as the pot, Lord, so that the light of you can shine. The business idea, the dream idea, the prophetic calling, the ministry calling, the missions work, whatever it is that light represents that's being hidden in clay pots. God, break these clay pots right now in Jesus' name. Isn't it crazy he breaks clay pots? We're made out of the dirt, man. He's breaking earthly vessels right now. You pray, you're lifting your hands for a dangerous prayer. Harvest renewal, you're that clay pot that he's broken. God says, yeah, and you've been even experiencing the pressures of hell and it feels like things are breaking around you. But amazing things happen once that something is broken. And guess what? God wants to break you so he can do amazing things through you. So God, I thank you for their humility. And I thank you for breaking, breaking, oh God, their clay vessels so the light of Christ can shine. Oh, break me of me. Break me of me. I want to see you at work. So I lay down my works. <laughs> Say that with me. Say, God, break me of me. I want to see you at work. So I lay my work down. I lay my rebellion down. I lay my selfishness down. And in humility, I say yes to you. Break my mind so I'm free to walk, to pursue the leading of the Holy Spirit. Breakthrough. I pray for healing. I pray for, oh, just breakthrough. I'm going to let the worship team go. I'm going to turn my mic off. And I'm not going to promise to prophesy over every one of you. But I just want to start laying hands on people. Just lay hands on some of you right now.
And if I can get someone who would be willing to come and pray with me, whoever the pastor would direct to say, yeah, this is the elder I want to have with you, whatever. Find one or two people if you could, pastor. I know they might even be up here. But I just want to make sure people get prayed prayer. And I don't want to miss anybody. So if I can get a team of people to help me, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh. Just praise them for your breakthrough. Just praise them. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. I need my water bottle if I can. Breakthrough, breakthrough. I'm just going to pray if you have to leave. Great, pastor's coming. I'm just going to pray for those.